Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod. I'm Dan Takaki, joined here with my co-host, girlfriend, partner, the gizmo to my Billy, Kara Zelaya. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Gizmo, huh? Do you want to be Kate? No. No. I want to be Gizmo. You want to be Gizmo. Yeah. And I, I figured I'd be Billy and not Stripes, because we're not enemies in this game. No, and I am afraid of sunlight, and you cannot feed me after midnight. That's true, but you like water. I do love water. You don't multiply in water, though. You don't know that. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it is only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies, so we're here to talk about some of our favorites for no reason other than just to have a good time. So let's get into it. Kara, my dear, what are we watching this week? This week, we are taking a look back at the 1984 classic Gremlins, directed by Joe Dante and written by 12 Days Pod alum, love him or hate him, Chris Columbus. Generally speaking, we love him. The movie stars Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Corey Feldman, and Howie Mandel as the titular gremlin. Like most of the movies we've seen, you have not seen this movie. To be fair, you have seen this movie, but only by a technicality. Yeah, I hadn't seen this in a very, very long time. But why don't you tell us what you thought this movie was going to be about? Yeah, I knew some of the gifts, so I knew that the little the little monkeys, the little gremlies, were gonna be in the a monkeys. movie theater. Yeah, and they were gonna be like, <laughs> and I knew that it was campy mm-hmm. and that it was like a cult classic kind of thing. Sure, but I confuse this movie a lot with Poltergeist, another movie that I've never seen. <laughs> okay. I don't know why. I I think I saw very different movies. I was watching one of those like History Channel specials that talked about like really cursed things that happen in movies Mm -hmm, at a certain mm -hmm. point in my youth. And they talked about Poltergeist. I don't think they talked about Gremlins, but for whatever reason in my head, I was like, this is very campy. So this must be Gremlins. Sure. (laughs) That's pretty much what I thought it was about. I figured that there would be some sort of boy because it's the 80s and that's what we do here. That's true. And that he would get up to no good. And that's it. That's all I had for you. What did you remember from your first viewing? I remembered generally what happened in the movie. Like rewatching it, everything kind of clicked back to where it was. There was some details of it that I was like, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> but I remembered the, the big three. The three rules are you can't feed him after midnight. You can't sure. get him wet. And you can't show him sunlight. Or but, any bright lights. Or any bright lights. Yeah. I remember that. I remembered that the dad bought it off of a very, very stereotypical caricature of an Asian man yep. in like a vague Chinatown setting. Yep. I remembered that it took place in a suburb at Christmas time and that it was very chaotic and very, <laughs> very 80s. Yeah. And it lived up to it. So this week, we've decided to switch it up and let Kara do the recap of the movie. So. Dear Kara, can you tell us what Gremlins was actually all about? I'm very excited to do this. I volunteer to do this. Usually Dan does this, but Dan had a quite visceral reaction to this cinematic experience. And so I thought that I needed to kind of take over because usually he does the rundown of what happens and I'm like, ooh, ah, well, and I like interject. And so I'm looking forward to see where you interject yeah to my summary you know we are recording this right now after a week after watching it and 
I don't know if I like this movie or not. I'll just say that right now. I don't know if I like this movie or not. I don't know if it's good or not. And that's not me leaning one way or another. We're just going to go on this journey together. Yeah, we're, we're doing it in real time, baby. So here we go. Struggling inventor, dad, visits a Chinatown antique store. Sure. Trying to spring a deal with the owner of the store to carry some of his really crappy inventions that don't work. When then like towards the end of this like interaction where the shop owner is like, I don't want your crap. He sees this little doohickey monkey who we later get to know and love as Sweet Gizmo Baby. Mm-hmm. And he The Mogwai. Pl- Yeah, the Mogwai, sure. And he is playing the titular gremlin, Mr. Gizmo. And so the owner is like, nah, because the dad is trying to buy it for his son. But the shop owner's grandson sells it to the dad on the down low. Because he's like, you're you're just bananas. We need the money, I guess. I don't know. It was a great impression. Thank you. I'm so good at impressions. Everyone knows that on the pod that I'm the one who's so good at impressions. Yeah. So the kid reminds him of the three important rules. Don't expose Julio Gizmo to light. Mm-hmm. Don't let him come in contact with water. Yep. And don't feed him after the midnight. Yeah. It would have been nice if they had given them any instruction as to why those were the rules you know yeah to be fair i don't know if the kid knew the why i think he was just repeating what he'd heard i guess so dad goes home and he gives gizmo to his son willie as a pet billy willie works in a bank (laughs) billy (laughs) william works in a bank because his age is ambiguous it seems like he's post high school but doesn't go to college so i have no idea what his age is yeah but he fears that his dog Barney is going to be put down by Mrs. Deagle. And there's this entire B-plot about this Mrs. Deagle and how she's very like Wicked Witch of the East, but there's never really any payoff. And so we're just going to move along. There's a dog and it shows us that Billy is compassionate towards animals. And then there's this evil lady who then gets attacked by gremlins, basically. Right? Yeah, I mean, she seems like she's both a combination of the Wicked Witch of the West and the old guy in It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. He's she's just kind of a caricature of both of those people. But like there's no through line with her. (laughs) Well, everybody else in the town is like afraid of her and can't borrow money from her. So it seems like everyone in the suburb is poor, but also needs to borrow money from the bank. I the bank never pays off in any way. The, The dog. The only thing that the dog shows us is that Willie likes animals. Yeah. We cut to Willie and his dog, or Willie and Gizmo. His name. His name is Billy, and you're doing this willfully. <laughs> willfully. It, billfully. It's gonna, you know it's going to drive me insane the whole time. Please call him Billy. William is hanging out oh with God. his friend. And I don't remember who, but water gets spilled on Gizmo because people don't know how to follow literally three simple rules. No. And then all hell breaks loose. Five more gremlins jump out of the back. Oh, wait, I didn't mention. For those of you who haven't seen this movie, which I recommend folks listen to our podcast even if you've not seen the movie. I really Mm -hmm. believe that deeply, profoundly. We do a good job. Gizmo looks like a Furby. Yeah. Just straight up. Looks like a Furby. Like a fuzzy Furby. 100%. So now you have an image in your mind. So five more gremlins jump out of Gizmo's back. And one of them has a white stripe, so you know he's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. They know him. They made him with stripes. Yeah, they made him with stripes, so he's so bad. Billy then is like, shit, this is bad, and brings one of the gremlins to his science teacher. I guess former science teacher, because... He's, he's, just, this, he's just the town science teacher. There's clearly a small enough town 
that there's only one school and he's like i don't know the only scientist i know is the science teacher i had in high school so billy brings one of those little little monkeys to his teacher and of course the other little doohickeys trick willy billy into feeding them after midnight by like destroying his clock and the similar things happen with the one that the science teacher has then there's like these egg cocoon monster gremlins the official gremlins Mm -hmm. and they literally just start attacking everything and y'all it's really gross like let's we cannot underline enough how it's campy but like it's i don't know if it's scary but it's gross yeah it's it it's very gory Oh, I also left out that there's this girl, woman, her name is Kate, and... Played by Phoebe Cates. Billy and her aren't dating, but they're definitely gonna fuck. It's that kind of vibe. Yeah. Or they've already, and there's a will-we-won't-we relationship. I don't know. I'm Mm -hmm. not into... I don't know what their full situation is. She's around for most of this, and then in a pivotal tense moment when the gremlins are attacking everything, decides to do all of the exposition for her entire character... And randomly reveals that when she was nine, her father went missing on Christmas Eve because she doesn't like Christmas. He didn't go missing because she doesn't like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. She has mentioned before that she doesn't like Christmas. And her father went missing on Christmas Eve. Probably the reason she doesn't like Christmas. But she doesn't stop there. That would have been enough. That's all we needed. Yeah. Okay. But no. Basically, he went missing, did not come home on Christmas Day. And then several days later, he was found dead in their chimney while dressed up as Santa Claus, planning to surprise her and her mother. And then she goes on to say that he had accidentally slipped, broken his neck while climbing down the chimney. And died instantly, is what she just said it as. So there's just like his rotting body in in the the chimney. chimney. Dressed as Santa. And she's like, and that's why I don't like Christmas. That's why I don't like Christmas anymore. (laughs) It is so random. Jumping around a little bit. I I did some digging into why this story exists. (laughs) Gremlins or her story? Her story specifically about her dad. And it's supposed to be this nod to like urban myths of, have you heard the story about the man who died in the chimney on Christmas? That type of thing. Mm. So not necessarily specific urban myth. That type of thing where like you hear it from somebody else who hears it from somebody else or whatever. Mm. You know, when you hear it somewhere else, it can be kind of funny. But like when it's the person that it's happening to, it's fucking horrible. I'm totally going to interject and go off script to tell you an urban myth from my family that wasn't an urban myth. It's just a horrible thing that happened to my mother. It's not this dark. It's actually kind of funny. But it might have been horrible if we had been there, which we weren't. Sure. So my mom grew up with a bunch of kids, right? Latin America, Honduras, picture it. She and her friends wanted to go to a party on Christmas. Mm-hmm. and Or she and her sisters, cousins, whatever, relatives, young people wanted to go to a party on Christmas. Right. And her adult guardian was like, you can't just go, you have to kill the turkey. And my mom was like, do you remember this story now? The sigh of relief. <laughs> yes, I know this story. And my mom was like, fine, how do we kill a turkey? I don't know. And so some other guardian was like, you get the turkey drunk. So they like made this turkey, guzzle this beer, and then, I don't know, I guess hit it on the head. And they proceeded to pull all of the feathers. They're like, okay, turkey's dead. Proceeded to pull all of the feathers (laughs) off of this. This is a true story. This is like a classic tale in my home. I know. Pull all of the feathers off of this turkey. They washed them. They cleaned them up. They put them on a plate. And then they were like, all right, goodbye. They went to the party. They came back from the party. And there there was the turkey, very much not dead, very much drunk, 
very naked, flapping its wings up and down the Christmas tree until it knocked it down. Iconic. Iconic. And so that's what this was. <laughs> if the turkey story happened to me in real life, I would need 10 years of therapy. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So he she tells them this, and then the gremlins are destroying the town. Cannot emphasize enough that a lot of destruction has happened. Billy and Kate discover that the town has fallen really silent, and that the gremlins are watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in the local theater. I'm sure this is also another symbolism to something else. Do I catch it? I do not. Do I don't either. either. I didn't find anything on it. I didn't look that hard, but... <laughs> they then do a very inglorious bastards type planning to uh, explode, burn this movie theater, killing all of the gremlins except Stripe, our bad boy. And then Stripe went to get some candy across the street. Morning comes. Stripe gets killed. Yeah, there's like a whole battle sequence in the in like this general store, basically. And then between... like everything's fine in this town in the middle of who knows where. And then the shop owner from the first scene of the movie comes back, just fully knocks on the door and is like, hey, I need Gizmo. Y'all literally cannot have this responsibility. But Billy might eventually be able to take care of Gizmo. And maybe Gremlins 2 or Gremlins 3. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. Probably not. I don't know if those are Christmas movies. <laughs> and then Billy and Gizmo say goodbye. And then the shop owner just leaves. And that's the end of the movie. That's the whole movie. Wow. I mean, this is there's a lot to unpack in this movie. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and tell me your notes? Oh, poor Dan is like rubbing his temples right now. My God, I don't know what to make of this movie. I enjoyed watching this movie. I had a fun time watching this movie. Are you saying this because I have since made you watch The Christmas Prince? Yeah. <laughs> But also, no, I enjoyed watching it. It's a ridiculous movie. I think some of the, the choices and like the style choices in this movie are confusing, but I'm kind of rambling a bit. I have some notes that I took down. Number one, a few people in the town die, right? Yeah. Like the evil woman who is like the caricature of the evil people. Sure. But Billy fucked up big time throughout the whole movie he was reckless with gizmo and didn't do any of the things he was supposed to do with him he then gave one of the mogwai to the the school teacher didn't tell him anything about the rules he just gave him to him he's like i don't know study it so the teacher was set up for failure and then these gremlins just like destroyed the town they blew up a whole movie theater he gets like a slap on the wrist from the original owner of Gizmo. And he's like, ah, you shouldn't have done that. Maybe one day you'll get him. This whole town is seemingly decimated on Christmas, but everybody's like, ah, we still have each other, I guess. I will say that he should be in jail. Okay. No, because uh, again, unclear what Billy's age is, but this is the dad's fault. I agree that the dad shouldn't have given it to Billy, but Billy's fully an adult. Yeah, he is fully an adult. He's fully an adult. He has a dog, clearly capable of taking care of the dog. (laughs) I have counteracting thoughts. Okay. My thoughts being, maybe I just didn't see this movie in theaters or at an impressionable enough age where I could be scared at the threat of the gremlins. Sure. But I feel like, as someone who opposes literally all guns, we could have just shot these and not had to have done so much property damage. The gremlins had guns at some point. Oh, yeah. They did have guns. Why didn't the humans have... What kind of small town in America is this where there's not... I don't believe that. That is where I cannot suspend disbelief. This country, no. In this town, in this country, there's like eight guns per person. The gremlins found a gun, (laughs) so... (laughs) Where's Billy's gun? Where's the police's guns? 
You, I, taken by the gremlins. Please never take this audio out of context because you know where I stand on this. But I just, I I also didn't find them that threatening. Sure, they're throwing things around. Okay. And I, they kind of reminded me of Harry Potter 2, Lockhart's little like gnats. What are they called? The pixies? Yeah, like the pixies. They mm. were just like bigger pixies, except they couldn't even fly. Yeah, I guess. But they were like messing with the electronics in the town. And oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't leave. I didn't put that in my in my summary. They can. They're very good with electronics and they just mess with the electricity of the town constantly. Right. I'm just saying (laughs) that it was very reckless of Billy and he suffered no consequences. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Billy Billy should have gotten in more trouble than he did, and it's okay. crazy that he didn't. No, that's taken. where I stand. No, take it. Whatever consequences you want him to suffer, let that be up to you. But he should have suffered any consequences, like emotional consequences mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. monetary consequences. Like any. maybe it happens in Gremlins too. Maybe I don't know. I don't think I've seen Gremlins too. Any additional notes? Yes. The only other note that I had, which is also kind of segueing into a fun fact, so I'll tie them together a little bit, but. This movie is rated PG. What? This was a PG rated movie. Really? It was PG. And this was one of the last movies that came out before the PG-13 rating existed. So this movie, along with Indiana Jones Temple of Doom, Mm. were both rated PG. And a lot of critics were like, maybe this should not be PG because it's a little bit too much. Right. And Spielberg, who basically produced this film and obviously... Indiana Jones, he directed that. He was like, maybe we should find something in between R and PG. So mm. that's where PG-13 came from, from an idea from Spielberg oh. to be like, hey, I don't want my movies to be R-rated movies because then I won't make that money. Right, right. But if we had something in between, then that might satisfy everybody. Yeah. And so soon after this, the first PG-13 movie came out. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That's yeah. cool. And so... That was just to say, crazy that this was a PG-rated movie. Because yeah. it should... This is the definition of a PG-13 movie. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know. But do you have any notes that you'd like to highlight from this movie? I do, I do. Gizmo is so cute. Gizmo is so sweet. So sweet. And I didn't like it when he was scared. <laughs> Whenever Gizmo was scared, you were scared. I didn't like that. Yeah, that you were was scared. Diff- for that Gizmo. was difficult for me. You were that like, "Oh no, sweet Gizmo!" Yeah, I didn't care for that. That yeah. was that's just a personal note. I didn't like it. It scared I, me. I didn't care for it. I'll yeah. I'll say it. I will say it felt like I should have understood this movie more than I did. <laughs> yeah, I it, didn't. There wasn't a point to this movie. Right. Well, so I looked up. After I had written down my feelings towards it and after we'd watched it, mm-hmm. what like the Rotten Tomatoes scoring for it was, which means, as we know, virtually no. nothing to me because I don't care what critics say. Right. And I learned that this was supposed to be like a criticism on consumerism. And I was like, was it? What part of this? The dad's an inventor? He's an inventor. He bought a gift. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I, I literally was like, I is this supposed to be? I watch a fair amount of cinema. I went to grad school. I consider myself someone who has a thought or two. So if I have to really squint to try and see your societal things, I'm like, am I the villain? Here's the thing. I almost like that less. I kind of, the one thing about this movie that it has going for it is that it is kind of about nothing. Yeah. uh, Give me, I love that. Like the thing about this that I like enjoy is like, I could probably try and find some symbolism or metaphors in this, 
But it's just a silly movie. No, I like to think of it as a Coen Brothers-esque Big Lebowski type of thing where this is just a movie about nothing and things happen and you're just like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to have uh, an extra meaning, I don't think. Yeah. So my notes are, I like the camp. It's camp. It's fashion, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Gizmo at the Met. (gasps) My fantasy. I know. I think that it's supposed to be absurd and grotesque for the sake of being absurd and grotesque. Mm -hmm. And it feels almost when your English teacher begs you to look for meaning in something that's like, yeah, it's just something I thought about. Yeah. It's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I thought she was hot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So many Shakespearean sonnets are that. I was literally just thinking about Literally, Shakespeare was for the people. Oh, I will get on this high horse some other time. But I felt like the movie was like, do you get it? And I was like, I don't. Why are you trying (laughs) to get me to like, just give me the monsters? Yeah. Maybe I'm projecting. No, I think you're right. I think... I love to think about a film. I don't I don't want to rag on that. It just felt like the culture surrounding the film from what litera- little I've gleaned has mm-hmm. been like, hey, this is more complicated than it seems. And I'm like, just give me gizmo. Yeah. So that's a larger note of the aftershock. That said, some people did reach out when I tweeted about Gremlins from the 12 Days Pod Twitter account. So mm-hmm. follow us there because we're always talking and chatting with you folks there. Yeah. Saying... Watch Gremlins 2, no matter how you feel about Gremlins 1, because it's better. Including my brother. He said that, too. So okay. well, looking forward to that. Yeah. I, like I said, we'll, I don't know if it's a Christmas movie, so maybe we'll just watch <laughs> it on our own. But uh, we'll see. We'll do a bonus app or something. We'll, we'll think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it for me. I had a great time. You know, I'm not going to worry too much about it. Yeah. It's a movie. Yeah, we don't need to worry too much about it. Those are all my notes. I'm ready to learn from you some super fun facts. What do you got? Perfect. As I said before, I littered in some throughout the recap, some of our talking. But one thing to note is that in the original Gremlin script that Chris Columbus wrote, the Gremlins ate Billy's dog. Yes. And decapitated his mom. Hell yes. Lean in. I know. We didn't talk about it. His mom kills out a bunch of Gremlins in the kitchen. Yes. Tim Burton almost directed this movie holy mackerel but he had only directed a short film frankenweenie before this so they wanted to give it to somebody else who had a little bit more experience so they gave it to joe dante i love frankenweenie nightmare before christmas episode go check it out i talk about how much i love frankenweenie frankenweenie is a work of art everyone go watch it frankenweenie slaps yeah Another fun fact is that all of the gremlins were animatronic. Yeah, I could tell. (laughs) But so that's obvious, right? But during an interview with Zach Galligan, who played Billy in the movie, they it was said that every night before all of the people left the set, they had to be searched so they wouldn't be stealing any of the gremlins. I would 100% get fired from the set because I would steal one of those gremlins every night. Yeah. The other thing that we didn't note about this movie and its Christmas 12 Days Pod Cinematic Universe connection is that one of the bankers in the bank is played by Neil, the stepdad from the Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. We both were like, is that Neil? Neil with the sweaters? (laughs) He was a jerk face in this one. He was playing this like big time douche banker boy. Big time douche banker boy. (laughs) You heard it here first. (laughs) Name Name of the the episode, Big Time Douche Banker Boys. Oh, that is all of the fun facts I have for this movie. That was very fun and exciting. I liked it. 
Alrighty, folks, as we do every episode, it's time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As per tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So, the moment of truth. Out of 12 days of Christmas, how many days of Christmas is Gremlins for you? I feel like I spent a lot of time during this episode bashing Gremlins. And I feel like I did that because I wasn't giving the recap. So I (laughs) I didn't have time to, to pepper in my anecdotes about the plot of this movie. And this movie was weird. I really enjoyed watching it. And I... I said a lot of negative things about it, but here are some positive things I liked about it. I liked Gizmo and liked I liked the gremlins themselves. I think they were kind of a fun little uh, antagonist to the story. The mom was fun the way she put up with her husband's inventions. I liked that the husband's inventions played some roles in the killing of the gremlins themselves. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. There was like a there was like a juicer that juiced one of the gremlins. God, yeah, I forgot about that. And I I appreciated how much they leaned into the camp in terms of killing the gremlins, like blowing up the movie theater and having a final fight scene in a general store where they're using lawn equipment to try and kill each other. There's like a whole scene where one of the stripes gets a chainsaw and is almost about to kill sure. Billy with a chainsaw. And so there was a lot I liked about this movie. A lot I was put off by, we'll say. Mm-hmm. That being said, I am giving gremlins eight maids a milk. Wow. That's yes. way higher than I thought you were going to give it. Me too. <laughs> I fluctuated anywhere from a range from like four to ten. I thought you were going to give it four. Yeah. What are you going to give Gremlins, Kara? I came out of the movie watching experience immediately more positive than you. Right. It's not that I was like, this is my favorite movie ever. But Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is my vibe. This is my jam. This is your Christmas. And I immediately was like, I need a gizmo ornament for our Christmas tree. Yes. I honestly would do an entire Gremlins-themed Christmas tree if we ever come into money and that's the kind of thing we can do. I probably don't need a lot of money to do a Gremlins-themed <laughs> Christmas tree. It's a very I, popular movie. It's true. I love the aesthetic of it. I love how grotesque it is. There were moments where I was like, mm, I can't watch this. But that's yeah. not uncommon for me because I don't like guns. Mm-hmm. I was very thrown by the tonal shifts in this movie that yes. felt really messy and like not super great technical filmmaking sure right with all of that said i'm giving it 11 pipers piping baby wow 11 pipers piping i have so many reasons why okay one it's gross two it's funny three it makes no sense Four, sad girl being sad. Same. Who hasn't been a sad, hot brunette? You love a sad, hot brunette. I am a sad, hot brunette. And so I stick to my kind. I love that they're watching a movie in a movie theater. I love that they are... (laughs) You love that they're watching a movie in a movie theater. I do. I think it's cute. It adds character depth to the gremlins. Mm -hmm. I think... That what I really loved about this movie is that there's no way on earth, and I'm sorry, my dear, beloved Daniel, there's no way on earth I'm going to let a singular year pass in which we're not going to watch The Gremlins. That's okay. I'm down for that. You know, it's just, it's got that like Christmas day, I've had a little too much eggnog. Mm Mm-hmm. I've already done the sentimentality. We've already watched Godfather 1 and 2. Give me the Grammys. Give me the Grammys. And that's why Gremlins is 11 Pipers Piping. Did I fluctuate 
between six geese laying and 11 pipers piping? Yes. Yeah, that feels like a good range for both of us to be fluctuating between. But as I have said in previous episodes, sometimes I do these rankings based on how many more times I think I could watch this movie. Mm. And I 100% could watch this movie 11 times. Yes. Also, as we hinted earlier in the episode, we have already seen A Christmas Prince. And I used to make folks watch A Christmas Prince as my way of being like, Haha, aren't I so eccentric and weird? And I'm now going to stop doing that. Thank and I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, my God. I can't believe you watched that movie more than once. I've seen that movie like seven times. That's insane. That's that's bully behavior to yourself and to your friends. Your, your friends. My friends. You can't see it, but I did air quotes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much to all of you for sticking with us through this wild, fun, adventurous episode. We are only 57 days away from Christmas, and we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please, share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. They'll like it. We're a good time. Join us next week as we take a look back at netflix's first foray into the christmas season with a christmas prince uh, we had so much fun you loved it i <laughs> don't spoil it spoil it, spoil it. Uh, and as we say every episode merry, merry christmas, christmas. <laughs>